hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And I am thrilled uh, with both my guest and the topic for today. I'm going to be digging into Amazon and how to increase your rankings, how to sell more on Amazon. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So, I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and Two Minute Crash Course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale with YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. My guest today is Tom Wang. He's the co-founder of Ecom Hub. He's also a seven-figure Amazon seller. Uh, the guy is extremely experienced on Amazon, also teaches people to do what he does. And uh, I was actually first introduced to Tom by my good buddy, Jared Mitchell from skincarebyelena.com and elenamitchell.com. Shout out to Jared Mitchell. Um, and actually, uh, I work with Tom and his company, uh, OMG Commerce helps with their Amazon PPC. So we started chatting and thought, man, Tom would be an awesome guest on the podcast. So we got to make this happen. So um, anyway, with that, Tom, and really excited to have you on the show. And, and thanks for making the time. Yeah, I'm super excited to be on the show, Brett. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. So for those that are watching the video uh, and then you're, you're seeing Tom's setup here, uh, one, we're recording around the holidays. So we got a Christmas tree in the background. looks great. But dude, you've got a great setup. So tell people what city you're in and tell people the view that they're seeing if they're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, um, I actually rented this place just for the podcast. So it's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we're a, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm physically from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Uh, we're just right in Galetown, downtown here um, on the 35th floor. So on the north side, we get to see all the North Shore Mountains. That's where we go snowboarding and skiing during the wintertime. So which, jealous. Yeah, which uh, don't see any snow yet this winter, which is uh, very strange. But on the back, we have the Pacific Ocean, which is uh, a little too cold to do swimming. It's uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit different than the California, and there's no waves pretty, either. So pretty icy. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've never been to BC, but definitely on the, the bucket list. So so got to do that. Um, well, let's let's do this. Let's kind of talk about your Amazon journey, your entrepreneurial journey, and, and then we'll get into some specific tips for growing rankings, and growing sales, and things like that. But how did you become an Amazon seller and what was that journey like really quickly? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'll bring this back all the way to 2016. 
Um, I graduated from college and I was spending a lot of time at home applying for jobs. Dude, you're super and, young. You're super young. I just, I just realized that. Uh, <laughs> I'm 20, uh, I'm 27. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, but that's with cool. Asians, the thing is, the thing with Asians is that you can never tell how old they are. I could be that's 45, so 27. I know. You could be, you could be 67. I, 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 you would, yeah, look, I could you would look the same. So. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah. So anyway, I, I graduated college and I was at home applying for jobs and I spent a lot of time on my computer. And all of a sudden I see these like hoverboards that came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, all these Which videos. Super fun, boards. by the way. Uh, I just wrote my they, first they hoverboard are. at my buddy Johnny Balk's place a while back and uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. And I've always wanted to start an online business. So I was like, hey, why don't I you know, private label this product. And to me, pr the term private label has always been very intuitive. Like I've always kind of had that idea. Like it just made a lot of sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I know the term has become bigger and bigger over the past few years, especially with existence of Amazon private label sellers. So, you know, I started, I was like, hey, I'm going to build my first e-commerce business with these hoverboards. And I had like $5,000 to my name at that point. And I just bought a like, I think I bought like 20 hoverboards at the time. And I got them to ship uh, from you know China to Vancouver. So you weren't worried of, about lawsuits or anything like that on the. the oh, this was actually before everything started blowing up, <laughs> right? Yep. So I knew this was going to blow up, but not in like a sense that it was going to catch on fire and stuff. Uh, I knew yep. this was going to be a massive trend. That I, it was just a cool thing. Like, come on, like totally. no one has ever seen that before, totally and it was gonna yeah. So anyway, that's kind of my first experience with e-commerce. Any uh, long story short. It didn't do well. I didn't know how to run Facebook ads, funnels, email marketing. I thought that if I created an Instagram page and a Facebook page, I would just get a lot of sales. If you build is, it, they will come. Yeah. Like exactly. Will, I'm like, I'm like, it will come. And I was selling these products for like five to seven hundred dollars. And they had these like batteries inside and shipping them was a complete nightmare. And anyway, I learned a lot of lessons. We caught on that fire. And it caught on fire. I, I actually got out before it caught on fire. Good, so, good, uh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Anyway, I, through that experience, I actually met someone who sells on Amazon. And he's like, hey, why don't I partner up with you and I will sell your hoverboards on Amazon. I was like, sure, man. I don't really care because I obviously wasn't doing any sales on my e-commerce site. So take it, we'll split it and see how far you can go. I remember the very first day, he simply put some images on Amazon and some copywriting on Amazon that I already have. And we had like three to four sales. And I know that's not a lot. Magic. That's, that's like 400% more than what I was thinking before, which was zero. Yeah. Uh, infinite amount more. So I was like, okay, what is this Amazon thing? I have to look into it because I'm from Canada. I'm not sure about you. Like we're kind of five years lagging behind the States, even though we're neighboring countries. So to me at that time, I was like, Amazon, isn't that a place you buy old like textbooks and stuff? Um, it's hilarious. And Amazon is yeah. not that far from you in BC. Like you're way closer to Seattle than, than I am. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so I looked on Amazon and I started reading, you know, different articles about how Amazon FBA works. And I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. They have customers, they do fulfillment. I don't have to take all of that. So let me kind of, you know, start my Amazon FBA journey, I guess. And during that time, you know, I was working at nine to five as well. And I started doing product research probably around spring of 2016. Me and my girlfriend would launch our first product on January 1st, 2017. So it took us about eight months to actually launch the first product. And our launch strategy at the time was to just buy a lot of reviews, right? Because at that time, you still could. You can literally just buy your way up to page one and get like 500 reviews if you want it. 
right before we launched, they're like, hey, no more of that. So we're like, okay, like, what do we do now? Um, so we had to come up with a backup plan and basically got a few reviews that way and then just launched our first product, which was the vitamin C serum. Um, it was very competitive <laughs> and we had to Hyper, learn quickly. Skincare yeah. is so competitive and everybody's got a serum, it seems like. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had to learn very quickly. Uh, first month, we actually did like $8,000 in sales. And I was like, okay. I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing, right? Zero clue. I was like, okay, this Amazon thing works, obviously. And then next month, we actually just like completely crashed. Our keywords became like all the index. And anyway, I had no idea what that meant at the time, but now I understood why. I uh, started panicking, changing everything and not even knowing like what's working anymore, what's not. So I was like, okay, well, this one didn't do too well. Let's launch another product. Launch one more product. That one got up and going in like July or maybe July to August 2017. And it was a fad. It was a complete fad that pretty much like died by the time we actually launched the product. So the market wasn't even there anymore. Um, we're 2,500 units and, and you know, launched it and just didn't get any traction at all. So at that time, it was kind of very, you know, I felt like very defeated. And the fact that like, I had a pretty good paying job at the time. So I was like, you know, like, why am I doing this? Right? Like I can just work nine to five and I'm sure there's going to be another opportunity that will come about down the road. Um, but my girlfriend was the one that was like very stubborn to it in a good way. Awesome. And she was like, no, like this works. You know, we, we just got to launch one more product. Let's, let's, let's try it out. I found this cool product that I've been seeing in social media, blah, blah, blah. Let's do it. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, just tell me how much it costs and let's pay the invoice and let's see what happens. And then during that time, I started documenting my journey on YouTube as well. And then through that experience, I was able to meet so many interesting people. And people started helping me and really strategically helped me to plan my third launch. And that's when I understood how little I knew about Amazon. Because you don't know what you don't know, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and so, yeah, so they helped me with the launch and I learned a lot. And, you know, the product took off. We launched the fourth, the fifth, the sixth product. And, um, yeah, I guess the rest was history from there. That's awesome. I love it. I love that there's a lot of lessons kind of packed in there, but you, you tried two products. Three, if you count the hoverboards, I guess uh, didn't go didn't go that well. Uh, nearly gave up. Thankfully, you had the, the job to kind of cushion things, and, and so then the, the third product worked. And now, and you, you talked about private label in the beginning, and and here's what you're really doing. And, and and the private label description still works, but I think even a better description is you're building a brand. You're building your own branded products, your own brand. You're building a community around it. You're building uh, new products, developing new products so that your existing customers can buy them. And so, so you're really developing a brand, which, which is, is awesome. And, and in my opinion, that's where e-commerce is headed. People just mm -hmm. kind of selling one-off products here and there. Someone that's going and buying a, a truckload of, of hoverboards or whatever the newest fad is and then selling them on Amazon. You can make some money that way, but that's not how you build a, a real business, in my opinion. Not a business that's scalable and sellable and, and it's a real asset. 100% agreed. And that's the direction we want to go in next year. Our first two years in business was definitely more Amazon focused. Yeah. But uh, next year is just all in on, you know, Facebook ads, Shopify, content creation, all that stuff. So, yeah, I love it. And, and um, you know, long live Amazon. I, I foresee, my opinion is that the, the third party marketplace on Amazon is going to continue to thrive and it's exceptionally profitable for Amazon. So they want to continue to do it. Uh, so I think it's a great place to, to make money. It's not as easy as it used to be. 
But but as you have success, you have to diversify building out your Shopify presence or big commerce, whatever it is, but building your own site, your own community is is also critical. Um, let's talk about let's talk about a few things. I want to dig into uh, kind of three key topics. We'll probably spend the most of our time talking about improving SEO rankings. So that's something that you're phenomenal at and it's critical for someone who wants to grow an Amazon business. Um, let's talk a little bit about, about product research and, and how you approach it. And I think it's important. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners already have established brands and established companies. And so maybe they're looking to extend their product line uh, or maybe someone's just looking to get into a new category. But um, how do you kind of approach product research? How do you guys look at, here's the next thing we're going to develop for our customers? Yeah, for sure. So at the beginning, it was just a matter of creating a key and then finding the lock for the key. Now we're more of an approach where it's like, we have a lock. Um, let's try to open this lock, right? Um, so what I mean by that is this. It's... it's uh, before we go on Amazon, we use these like product research tools and stuff like that. And we try to find a product based on those criteria. Yep. And then we go out to find the customers. Yep. Yep. Now yep. it's like, now it's like we have the customers. What type of products are they looking for in their daily lives? Love it. Love it. And it's like, it's so much easier to come up with product ideas now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, uh, and you know, there are a lot of great tools out there like Jungle Scout and stuff like that, where you can kind of see, hey, what, what product categories or niches are, are good maybe to sell something. But I think it's way better if you've already started building a community and you know who your customer is and you just say, what else do they want? What else do they need? What else are they asking for? Uh, to yeah. me, that, that's, that's the way you build a business. Um, yeah. So like next, next, yeah, like next year, one of our goals is to hop on a, a couple calls a week with a customer by incentivizing them with free products and just like talking to them. Hmm. I think that call alone would just be so valuable for awesome. like insights. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I uh, want to reference uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts over the last year. Or so it's uh, by Reed Hoffman, and and it's mm. called Masters of Scale. And there's an interview, like a quick interview with the one of the founders of Airbnb. And and the lesson that was presented was, in order to scale, do things that don't. Meaning, mm. uh, do some things that don't scale, but that, that's what helps you scale. So what, what the, the guys at Airbnb did was, uh, the, the advice they were given was, hey, go, go where your customers are and hang out with them for a little while. Well, mm. Airbnb only works at massive scale, right? But, but in order to understand what their customers wanted, they went and hung out with them. And they, you know, like they, were, they were based out of, out of California. They flew to New York where the first uh, people who were putting their apartments and stuff on, on the site lived and they hung out. Um, so I think what you're doing is phenomenal. I, I would encourage everybody to do that because the more connected you are to your customer, uh, the better you're going to be able to give them what they want. So the, you're, you're going to have insights into that next product. You're going to have insights into your messaging. Um, so yeah, in order to scale, do things that, that don't. That, that's awesome. That's a great piece of advice for sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. Any, any, any other tips on product research? Anything you look for or, or, or numbers, metrics you look at as you're looking to develop uh, a new product? Yeah. So like at the beginning, like I said, right, we're trying to find a product and then find the customers. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely very heavily based on the certain metrics that we have. For example, you know, on page one, like the average top 10 competitors got to be under 200 reviews. And then we find a product that way. But now because we have a better idea of who our customers are um, on Amazon, and we've actually done surveys for them, uh, and they've given us, you know, all these different great answers. We have a very good idea who, who our customers are now. Now it's just a matter of, 
okay, so these are women between the ages of 25 to late 30s. They are more class A. They're the type that likes to read all the ingredients uh, on a bottle. Um, these are their top brands. It, then it's a matter of like, we're trying to fill their daily routine. Um, so as women, apparently that, I mean, I know nothing about skincare, but <laughs> that, uh, they have a routine. So every single morning, every single evening, uh, step one to five, five to 10, whatever it might be. So it only, it makes a lot of sense for me to just say, okay, um, why don't we cover their entire routine yep. in that sense? Totally makes sense. I love it. Well, let, let's transition a little bit because I want to spend some time on the, the next topic. But let, let's look at, you know, what works in 2018, 2019 in terms of, of ranking? How, how do we get better rankings on our Amazon listing? So, so what, what are the most important ranking factors right now? For sure. So ranking has definitely changed significantly ever since I started selling on Amazon. Before you can get away with just paying a launch service such as Viral Launch. There's a lot of them out there, right? Uh, you pay them a fee, they give your products away at 99% off to their list, and then boom, and within a week, you'll be on top, you know, top six position. Very easy. Now we've seen that ranking has definitely changed. Uh, what have we seen is I don't, and there's no like super concrete evidence, but just based on a lot of things that I've been seeing in the community and based off my own numbers as well, steep discounts is in like 99% off, 95% off. Amazon does not like that anymore. Amazon actually puts a score on every single customers now. So if it's a customer on a viral launch list or whatever list, and they just keep repetitively buying products on Amazon for 99% off, 95% off, that customer is going to get a very low score. But if someone like you and I, who we go on Amazon and buy products organically at full price, we are good customers in front of Amazon size. So it's a matter of how do we actually sell our products to people like you and I, instead of someone who's just like there to look for a deal, yep. right? Yep. Um, and in terms of launching now as well, um, it's definitely more of like a, you know, for people that watch football, uh, more of like a blitz strategy. Um, you need multiple traffic sources to actually aim towards a keyword now. So for example, some of the ranking tactics that we use is first Amazon have their own giveaway service. Uh, highly recommend using that. There's a reason why Amazon came out with that. Um, always put yourself in Amazon's shoes. So if Amazon came out with a feature, like use it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they, yep. they, they yep. came out with it for a reason, right? Yep. Uh, uh, so that lightning deal, that's something Amazon has as well. Amazon PPC for sure. Yep. Uh, and then we actually add in things like we build a list prior to we launch product. Um, we have email list now. Uh, we also have, um, we do a lot of Facebook ads when we launch products. So it's just a matter of actually using a lot of different traffic sources and converging to a keyword that we're trying to go for. Um, I usually like to go for the top three keywords in my category. So if it's like vitamin C serum, obviously vitamin C serum, or it could be like a longer tail, like vitamin C serum for face. Uh, one of the best ways for you to find what those long tail keywords come from is just using Amazon search bar. If you type in vitamin C serum, I'll give you a bunch of suggested. She was looking at the Amazon suggest, just like Google does the, the search yeah. suggest when you're, when you're doing a search on Google. Yeah, exactly. So I just pick like the top three and then I try to go for those because at the end of the day, it is the 80-20, right? 20% yep. of the keywords will make up 80% yep. of the sales. So yep. totally makes sense. So let's uh, unpack a few of those things. Let's talk about Amazon giveaway. And, and I would agree with you. When, when someone you know, someone like Amazon or, or, or Google launches a new service, you should probably test it out. There's probably a reason they do it. They're, they're probably going to favor it. But the Amazon giveaway, let's talk about how that works just a little bit. And then, and then the key there is if you do a giveaway, 
right? You actually get sales credit for the whole retail dollar amount, right? So you're doing a giveaway. Doesn't doesn't the entire retail amount of that product count towards your your sales numbers? Do, do I have do I have that right? Yes. Um, so at the end of the giveaway, so how it works, right? For those listeners who don't know how Amazon giveaway works, is you can find it under the promotions tab, Amazon giveaway. Basically, what you need to do is you need to upload a video of your product. Could be unboxing, could be obviously something more engaging, uh, sales copy, a sales video, whatever, and then upload that onto YouTube. And then you can actually then get the YouTube link and then upload it onto Amazon's giveaway service. And then you can pick how many winners that you want. So they give you some options like every one out of a thousand, every one out of 1500 is a winner. So in order for them to enter in the Amazon giveaway, they have to actually watch 15 seconds of your video. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Once, Once they watch 15 seconds, a little button will pop up and they can click on it to see if they won or not. If your video is good and your product is good, they will be enticed to buy your product anyway, even if they didn't win. So you can actually offer them a discount. So it could be 25% off, 35% off, whatever it might be. And hopefully that they can convert into a actually paid customer. Um, and then at the end of the campaign, you just see if it's a profitable campaign or not. If it's profitable, keep running it. If it's not, then you know it's still good for to boost sales velocity. Sure. And, and it gets some exposure. So people are watching your video and, and learning about your product. And, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, what about lightning deals? How are lightning deals working now? And do you have any, any tips or insights to share there? Yeah. So for the first like year and a half, we didn't run any lightning deals at all. I just like, I don't know why we just never did. We just ran a couple of uh, lightning deals recently. And honestly, it was a hit or miss. Uh, yep. Some did yep. really, really so well. That's what I've heard from our clients. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hit or miss. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. In any rhyme or reason, like is it discount based? Is it, is it timing? Is it the product or is it just really hard to tell? I think it was more timing for sure. And obviously the heavier the discount, the more, you know, sure. um, purchases you will get. But for us, it's just, it's just not something that we've been focusing a whole lot in our business. Um, yeah. Probably not the yeah. best person to talk to about lightning deals, actually. Yeah, that's cool. But, but just uh, on the discount piece, let's be kind of last thing on lightning deals. So if you're doing like a 5% off or something like that's not a lightning deal. A lightning deal needs no. to be a pretty steep discount, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like try to stake above 50%. So anything that's like, you know, 49%, 48%, whatever, just because Amazon's review, which we'll talk about a little bit later, that has changed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that's been changing on Amazon, but one of the things is the fact that if someone purchased your product under 50%, right? So that maybe it's 65, 75%, uh, sometimes they're not able to leave a review. And sometimes uh, the review that they're able to leave is only a non-verified review on their Even if they purchase. So it's kind of like the old tactic of we'll incentivize you by giving you a 90% off coupon so that you just leave a review. Mm-hmm. Amazon no longer really gives much weight to that review. Yeah. And then it's like, if you get a lot of reviews... Uh, in one day, Amazon can actually block your listing from other customers to try to leave reviews. And to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because some listings actually do get a lot of organic yeah. reviews. What if you do? What if you do a huge push on on Facebook or on YouTube or on Google Ads yeah. or something? It could happen. Yeah, um, yeah that, that makes sense. Let, let's talk a little bit about you know you're, you're trying to rank for for kind of top three keywords in that category. And I know you had mentioned you're still using super URLs, correct? So you're still mm-hmm. you're still generating those and using those. So I'm sure a lot of people know what that is, but for those that don't, what is a super URL and how are you using them? Yeah, so let's say you're trying to go for one keyword, which is vitamin C serum. Essentially, you're constructing a super URL where it kind of 
quote, quote, tricks Amazon thinking that someone went on amazon.com, typed in vitamin C serum, found your listing, clicked onto your listing and bought your product. Because that's ultimately how you get more ranking on Amazon is through the, the, uh, the steps that I just described, right? Um, so that's super yarrow essentially kind of, you know, tricking Amazon into doing that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how your uh, super URL works. There's a whole bunch of them out there. It's like the two-step, there's the Supreme, there's this. I feel like every single month there's a new URL that gets discovered and stuff like that. Um, I've tried a couple and they both work. Whether one works better than the other, it's like pretty hard to test. Yep, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And so... Uh, from from what from your observation, and, and I know the the Amazon ranking algorithm is is similar to Google's ranking algorithm in that neither company is going to ever reveal much about that that algorithm. But what we know about Amazon is that that sales velocity is huge. Uh, from your opinion, you know, you know, and, and like on the Google side as an example, you know, still backlinks and, and overall page authority and then on-page content, you know, all that's important. And I've kind of got my assumptions as to observations as to what's most important for Google rankings. What's most important uh, kind of priority order for Amazon rankings, would you say? Sales velocity, like hands down sales velocity. Like and that will beat everything. Relevant keywords, super, super important. Um, before you could literally rank a vitamin C serum for a garlic press, like if you wanted to, I don't know why anybody would, but you could. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but now, uh, yeah, there's so uh, there's there, there's like notes within Amazon, um, you know, subcategories and stuff like that, and there's keywords that you cannot rank for within certain key categories, essentially. So at the end of the day, they just want to show the most relevant information to the buyers. Um, so relevancy when it comes to keywords is extremely, extremely important right now. Got it. Totally makes sense. Other other tips or strategies. What are you What are you guys doing to increase rankings? What are you teaching your students on how to increase rankings? Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I think right now is um, it, it's interesting. You know, like the Maslow hierarchy of needs, like sure. starts from the bottom to the top. Yeah. I think there's like that and e-commerce as well. Yeah, so food, food, food and shelter is kind of the basic all the way up to like self-actualization yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I feel like at the very beginning, like if you want to just go from zero to 50K a month on Amazon, you don't really need to learn all the fancy stuff outside of, like you don't really need to learn Facebook ads, like Google ads, influencer marketing. You don't need to learn any of that. But I think if you really want to scale from like 100 to 200, 200, 300 and above, you really need to... Th- put on a marketer hat and be like, hey, I own an e-commerce business. I don't just own an Amazon business. Yes. Amazon yep. just like one of my sales channels, right? So one of the things that we're doing now um, you know, to scale our business is essentially just learning a lot about Facebook ads. Um, super powerful, obviously. And since I'm in beauty, I'm in skincare, um, we're also dabbling in influencer marketing. Good idea. Yeah, so it's just a matter of building a list, warming up the list, make sure that they get value, so that when you do have a promotion or whatever it might be, driving them to trap, driving them to Amazon, purchasing the product, and that's ultimately how ranking works. Yep, and and Amazon loves that outside traffic too. So so ranking organically on Amazon or running Amazon PPC, that's all good. But then if you send traffic from Google Ads or, or Facebook or something else, Amazon loves that. So they absolutely love it. Yeah, it's like it's like drugs to them, pretty much. <laughs> right on. Well, let's talk a little bit about reviews. So I know as as I shop online, and I'm sure everybody else is the same way. 
reviews make or break a product. They strongly influence decisions. Mm-hmm. Really, for a lot of people, you know, I've seen I've seen studies that show that that reviews online carry about as much weight or sometimes more than like a personal recommendation from somebody. So, how are you generating, or how are you getting more reviews? Because now, now we can't just do free giveaways to get reviews because Google either, or I mean, Amazon either ignores those reviews or or they they mark them as unverified or something like that. So, how are you legitimately getting? reviews that Amazon posts and pays attention to and that, that can actually work for you? Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of talk about two ways. Um, number one is kind of the white hat. Number two, we'll call it gray, whatever, right? Good. I yeah. actually have, an, I have a great example right in front of me that is right. uh, on a product on Amazon yesterday and I received this and this is a perfect, perfect example. Nice. So uh, we'll start with the white. Um, offer a great product. <laughs> wow, what a crazy, crazy revolution. Uh, Offer a good product. You know, what, before we launch a product, we really read Amazon's reviews, like our top competitors' reviews, top three, top five, and just read all their negative comments to see what customers are not liking about the product. Yeah. And then yeah. we actually make our improvement based on that's all like the market's already telling you what they don't like yep. Yep. already. So smart. Yeah. So we make a really good product um, and we use insert cards. And we use email follow-up sequences, right? So Amazon doesn't give you the customer data, um, right. but you can send, you can use third-party apps such as Feedback Wiz is the one I use, and you can automate your email follow-up sequence. Um, first couple emails offer purely value, how to use blah blah, blah all that yes. stuff, right? Yes. Um, and then the third email is when you go for the ask. Awesome. And one of the things that I like to add is actually like we use a lot of jiffies uh, in our email follow-ups, mm-hmm. like a little. Um, you know, Minion dancing around sure, after they sure. bought our product. Really it works really, really well. Like it lightens the mood and people love it, it seems like. And we always ask- It makes you so, feel human, allows the, the customer to connect with you. You're not some bot sending an email, mm-hmm. you're, you're a, a, a real person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, we, so whenever we, um, whenever someone contacts us with a question, whether that's like, hey, what's your ingredient? What's this? What's that? Uh, my order has never arrived. We actually take that opportunity to really respond to every single email. Uh, actually, it's funny. We just hired our first like VA. It's just me and my girlfriend, and we've been doing this. Um, up until that point, I didn't want to outsource customer service because it's like my customers, and that's my yeah, only yeah. chance to touch point with my customers. So I would ask for them to leave a review right after every single interaction. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you can also follow up with your and so, so just just so I get that right. So someone someone uh, messages you and says, "Hey, w- what's the ingredients?" Or they ask you like for a tip or something, and so you answer that, and then you just say something like, "Hey, if you don't mind, we'd love to get a review." Something like that. No, so that's like uh, that's too direct. I think what we actually do is we ask them questions like, "Hey, by the way, like how did you come across a brand? Like by the way, like what does your morning routine look like right now?" We literally start a conversation with them as our friends. And then they start talking back to us. And at the end, we're like, hey, by the way, we're a small family business. Like sharing your experience with other Amazon sellers will be greatly appreciated. And that's all. We, we just leave it at that. Very cool. Very cool. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you mentioned uh, also, oh, well, let's actually talk about email sequences a little bit more before we transition to the insert cards. So you, you're doing automated three emails on the third email. That's when you're asking for the review? Yeah, before I was doing four, but I cut it down to three. I think four was a little too much. Yeah, and so and so, so like the first two emails, like you, you may do an unboxing video or something like that. Did you do something like that where you're saying, hey, here's what to expect when you get the product or 
here's how to use it for the first time or, or, or what, what are those first two emails like? Yeah. So, uh, so when someone buys a product on Amazon, they get a confirmation email from Amazon right away. Before I was sending them an email at the same time Amazon sent them the order confirmation. And I was like, I thought about it. Didn't really make too much sense. Right. They confirmed the order already. Mm-hmm. So we send the email like two days before they actually get the product. Right. Uh, there's a setting in feedback ways that you can do that. And basically we just say, we introduce ourselves with our brand story and how to use this product. And then the second email is like frequently asked questions, check in on them. Like, Hey, have you used this product? Is there any questions that we can do for you? Literally just like come to us with any questions. We are here to help. Right. Um, and then try to start a conversation. And then the third email is where we talk about, Hey, like we checked in with you a couple of times already. Hopefully by now you try the product. If you have any questions, let us know, but we're a small family business, you know, reviews mean a lot to us. Please leave your honest review on Amazon. And so how long after the purchase is that final request where you're, where you're mentioning the, the review, the review? Yeah. Like uh, 14 days. So two weeks. Okay. After the 14 days after they purchase. Got it. 14 days after it delivers, actually. It got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, because you want them to be able to be using it and trying it out and getting some results and, and whatnot. Yeah, I don't want them to feel rushed, right? But the thing with skincare is the thing is, like, it's hard for people. Skincare, it's, it's not like a, anything that's, like, super tangible. Right. Where a knife, you cut meat. It's like, hey, it works. Skincare. Yeah, I, can tell, I can tell the first time I use it or, or this is something I'm eating and I can tell the first time I put it in my yeah. mouth. Delicious, I love it, yeah. Exactly. It takes a long time to see results. And some people become very impatient. Like, hey, I tried it for two times. It didn't work. I'm like, it's, uh, <laughs> find me a product that does. Like, please. <laughs> exactly. It's like the holy yeah. grail, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now let's talk about insert cards. So you held one up a minute. Can you, can you hold that up again for those that are watching yes. on YouTube? With this whole, and kind of hold that steady. It's kind of, it's reversed, right? You can't see it? No, I can see it. It's corrected on this end. I think just for your view, it's not. Okay. But for the recording, it should be correct, I think. It is for me. Okay. I can see it right away. Okay, so let me let me just go over this Instacart real quick. I bought a projector on uh, Amazon.ca, and um, they sent me Instacart. Well, it was came with a projector, but in the front side says get a free accessory with free shipping. So literally free. Choose one of the gifts below. You can choose a collapse uh, uh, um, a projector screen, or you can use a try, uh, or they can give you a projector stand. So you have two gift options for free. Okay, cool. But this is how you claim the free products. Um, number one, share your experience by leaving an honest review on Amazon, right? And number two, uh, take a screenshot of the review with your order ID and send it to our um, support email. And Got then it. once we verify it, we'll send you the free gift. Is that, so is that kind of, that's a little bit gray hat, right? Would, would, would Amazon potentially frown on that? Yeah, because they say anything that's incentivized is a... Uh, you incentivize reviews are right. against terms of service. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. But insert cards is much better than email follow-up sequences because email follow-up sequences are still it's within Amazon servers, so they can easily detect the language and whatnot. But yeah. with insert cards, it takes like a competitor pretty much to like report the person. And even that sure. Amazon might not do anything. So and, and then the, the other angle with insert cards is just just ask, right? So so to remove the incentive and just say you know, mm-hmm. kind of like you did. We're family-owned business, and and here's the story, and we hope you love it. And and if it works for you, share your experience, share your honest feedback. And that that's how yeah. other people find our product. You know, yeah. And yeah, um, for sure. and so that 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 in hand reminder uh, can be pretty powerful and pretty effective. So yeah, um, good. Any any other thoughts on reviews? 
Reviews. I, th I think a lot of people um, are. I think it's super important to build up a list before you launch your product or your current customers because they're customers that hopefully like your brand, love your product already. I think the best way to get reviews nowadays, other than the fact that you have to offer great customer service, great product, is by actually following up with people aggressively outside of Amazon. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Totally makes sense. Um, let's do this, Tom. This has been phenomenal. Really good stuff. Lots of tangible stuff people can can utilize and put to work in their Amazon business. Let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about Ecom Hub and let's talk about your podcast a little bit. So uh, sure. you mentioned you, you started documenting your journey from that, you know, you launched that third product that, that was a hit. Started documenting that on on YouTube. Was that process kind of the... Uh, the the way Ecom Hub launched, and, and I guess what is Ecom Hub? Sure, yeah. So it's really um, interesting. So I started documenting my journey on YouTube. I had no agenda. I never thought I would release a course. Um, I don't know anything about anything. For me in my life, I'm always a student and the teacher. Um, I love learning from people like you, from uh, Jared. There's just so much information out there, and I love absorbing that. So for me, it's always been sharing my journey. Right. So for example, like the things that I learned on this podcast, guess what? I'm just going to share my experience about this with whoever's following me. Awesome. So that's always been my, that's always been my approach. Um, and that's kind of what Gary Vee says, right? Document instead of create. Totally. totally. Yeah. So, um, and then around January, I, I met a, another fellow from Chicago. He had a YouTube channel, I had a YouTube channel and we combined and we did this like affiliate, uh, um, contest and we actually came first. So I took that as a sign. We're like, hey, like, what else can we do? And then it just, it was such a natural progression because we, at that point, you know, I already had a Facebook group. He already had a Facebook group, um, subscribers on YouTube. We knew who our customers are, right? So now it's like, what type of products can we launch to our customers? Well, the first one obviously is like coaching. I started off by like one on one coaching and people got like really, really good results. So how do I scale this? Obviously, a course, right? Um, so we launched our kind of first bootcamp, our beta student bootcamp. It was six weeks long. We had no idea if it was going to do well or not. By the end of six weeks, people absolutely loved it. Tons of testimonials, tons of results. And people are like, all right, well, you guys should launch an actual course. We took that as a, you know, a confidence booster. We're like, okay, now we're confident. We got feedback. Let's launch a course. So we essentially formed the Ecom Hub, ecomhub.com with 1M. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing is we have a course on Amazon FBA uh, taught by people that actually sell on Amazon and not uh, people just yeah, people, not people that are just professional course creators <laughs> sellers. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And, and so yeah. that, that's awesome. And, and, I, and I love your attitude and your approach. You're very transparent. Just want to share, just want to be, be open about what works, what didn't work, things like that, which, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And so then you also just launched a podcast too, right? So you got... Uh, how can people find your your podcast? Uh, yeah, it's just Ecom Hub podcast, um, E C O M H U B podcast. We just we mostly talk about Amazon FBA because that's really what we're comfortable with. Sure. But as I progress, uh, as I progressively transition out of Amazon, not out of Amazon, but diversify off of Amazon, uh, I'm definitely going to be talking more and more about e-commerce and marketing and brand building in general. Um, like what you said right off the bat, you know that is the most scalable. Um, we want to go for an exit as well yep, within yep. the next two years. Yep. So, and those are the most like, valuable well, businesses. Yeah. Exactly. Like I want to have real customers. At the end of the day, that's all I care about. I want to have real customers. 
and I want to offer them products that help them with their daily lives. And you know what's really interesting, uh, Brad, is for us, uh, Amazon sellers are so focused. It, Amazon is more like an algorithm play, right? Reviews yeah. and ranking. Yeah. Customers, yeah. Screw, Amazon will take care of that. Like we don't really care, blah, blah, all that stuff, right? And that's kind of the general mindset of an Amazon seller. But when you can't come off of like, when you really try to build a scalable e-commerce brand, you have to kind of switch your thinking from doing that. Absolutely. But, but this whole time, you know, the other day I had a realization, Brad, it's, this whole time, that is exactly what I've been building with Ecom Hub. I documented my journey. I found my customers. I provided them with a lot of free content, a lot of value. And when we launched a course at a price point of thirteen hundred dollars, which is the next, which is a lot more than sure. my vitamin C serum, yeah. guess what? People bought. People like bought I didn't do it. I didn't do any ads. It was all within our Facebook group. Yeah. So that is like. I mean, I can apply this same concept to any physical products now, right? Yep. It's just building value, finding who your customers are, finding their pain points, solving them, and launching into them. Yep, absolutely. Your most important, your most valuable asset is not a patent or a product or a machine or a building. Your most valuable asset is your customer list. And if you treasure them and take care of them and continually delight them, then then you're you're going to be successful and you're gonna you're gonna have some not so good product launches and some amazing product launches, but as long as you take care of your customers, you'll have a viable business. So that's awesome. Exactly. Uh, well, fantastic. Well, Tom, man, thanks for coming on. This has been amazing. Really appreciate the insights and appreciate the time. No, thank you so much for having me, Brett. And I'm uh, definitely going to be following you more closely and try to learn as much as I can from you. Good. Sounds good, dude. So uh, everybody check it out. Go to ecomhub.com. Check out the podcast as well. Get to know Tom a little bit better. Uh, and with that, um, continue to let us know what you'd like to hear uh, more about on this show. Give us topics, give us show ideas. If you're so inclined, please leave us that review on iTunes, just like reviews on Amazon help there. Reviews on <laughs> iTunes help with this podcast. Uh, so do that if you feel so inclined. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session. Or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.